0: Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thank you to Jess, HM6Navy, for her review and helping us feel better by letting us know that she has the same faults and struggles as we do. Please make sure to leave us a review wherever you download this amazing podcast, ranked number one across the charts. I mean, in our hearts. I'm your host, Meredith, from That's Inappropriate. And I'm your host, Tiffany, from
1: Juggling the Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So
0: any advice we give you, you can take or leave because it might be crap. So welcome to Take It or Leave It. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we are talking active shooters, the mental load of motherhood, and the dreaded man cold.
1: We're here because we've all struggled as moms. Anyone who says they haven't is a liar face. Mm. So let's start the show with a mom fail moment. Every week we like to start off uh, by showing you guys that you're not alone in your weird, awkward momness. So Meredith has a wonderful mom fail to share with us this week.
0: Mm. Okay, so let's see. Mom fails uh, personally happened to me a day. Uh, just because I've got three kids. So odds are good that I'm going to fail at least one of them uh, at any given moment in time. Um, This mom fail moment though has been more of an emotional one for me in terms of I've struggled with this. So my nine-year-old daughter is a competitive gymnast Mm -hmm. and she has really been struggling a lot lately with school and Jim, she goes to gym four days a week. Wow. On top of that, there are competitions and all sorts of stuff. And I feel like the pressure has just gotten to her. Really? And to the point where she got a C on her report card in math, we've hired uh, an additional tutoring program for her math. And I felt like it was just too much. And I felt like I failed her by not intervening sooner and saying, hey, time for a break. Mm. This has to stop. And- I think she wanted me to, and I didn't take the reins on it until just this past week. And I finally said, you know what? It's time to take a break. Um, You're taking a full week off after this next competition. You're going down to two two days a week during the holidays, and then we will reassess the situation uh, as of January 1st. But I feel like for a couple of months now, she has been so cranky, so out of sorts. And she needed me to step up and I didn't. I think Mm. part of me was like, you wanted to be a competitive gymnast. Now you have to show up and do this. And I forgot that my kid was nine. Wow. And I felt terrible about that. This one was a really, it was a hard pill to swallow for me to kind of say, Oh crap, I should have probably done this months back, but I felt like she wanted to do this. Right. She wanted this. She she loves going to gym every day. Right. And I should have reined this in sooner. And I didn't.
1: Well, it's a learning experience. You live and you learn. Yes. And also, I can imagine how tough that would be when a kid loves to do something. You know, what if you were to tell her to come out of it and she didn't really want to? And it's kind of um, confusing. I don't have kids that age, so I don't know yet. But I think it's cool that you can admit that now.
0: Yeah. So uh, so I just I felt like okay, uh, we're done now. This has to stop. You need to take a break. And when she looked at me and said, I know mommy, I have wanted to take one. I was like, Oh, Oh. my heart is crushed. Like I should have known that you're my kid. I should have known better. And so I beat myself up for a few days uh, about it. And then I was like, okay, I gotta let it go. Got to move on to the next thing. Um, but I was glad that I stepped up and had that conversation with her and the coaches and was just like, no, no. It's time now. Otherwise, she's going to hate it eventually, right. right? And I don't want her to hate it. I want her to love it. Right. But it was a tough one. First time that that's happened. So, yeah. So,
1: yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, good. And it, this is giving you a little break, too, I'm sure. Four days a week is a whole lot of driving.
0: It is. Back and forth. We do. I spend the majority of my days in the car, I think. Yeah. You know, you do become a, a, an Uber, <laughs> a parenting Uber. You do. Or or Lyft, whatever your preference is. Uber. Oh, this is where Tiffany tells a terrible joke.
1: It's a wonderful joke, you Mm -hmm. mean? That's Mm -hmm. fine. You misspoke. I
0: did. What did the turkey
1: say to the turkey hunter on Thanksgiving Day? What? Quack, quack. (laughs) That's terrible. I don't get it.
0: Because then he's a duck and not a turkey hunter.
1: Oh, Tiffany. You'd think I'd know this since it was my own joke.
0: Right. Yeah. These are actually my husband's terrible jokes. So we can thank the producer of the show, Dave.
2: We got a shout out in a review. Uh, Their favorite part is your joke.
0: Oh, they my They did gosh. not say the favorite part. They just said they like the joke. And it was like air quotes, like, mm, we like your jokes.
1: Dave wrote that review.
0: Yeah, Dave wrote that <laughs> review. He's sassy pants, sixty nine sixty nine. <laughs> so if you ever see that on there, you know that that's my husband, a.k.a. the producer of this show. Oh, my gosh. The right. scent is in your bathroom?
1: I just washed my hands with it.
0: Pumpkin, pumpkin. That's so pumpkin. pumpkin, pumpkin. Yes. Anyway. <sighs> oh, that's me. <laughs> it's, it's Monday. That, that, that is your name. That's my name, Meredith. So in trending parenting news, I wanted to touch on this topic because unfortunately it has become – a weekly occurrence here in the United States, but we need to talk about talking to our children about an active shooter situation. And I found an age-by-age age guide on how to do that. But on Wednesday, November 7th, there was another mass shooting in California where 13 people were killed. And as a parent, it's very hard for many of us to grapple with the whys, the reasoning, and then having the conversation with our kids. And as a parent in 2018, we we are forced to have these conversations because unfortunately, it has become a a a chronic occurrence mm. in the world that we live in so i found this article on today.com and it talks to you about specifically how to interact with your child about that situation based on their age and what they could possibly understand
1: i have a question okay it gives advice for how to talk to preschool and kindergarten children first. That's the first one, the first breakdown. Do you think it's necessary to tell a child that young?
0: After reading this article, what they basically said was, if your child is going to come in contact with somebody who knows about the situation and potentially speak about it in front of them, you have to address it. Mm. So if you've got daycare kids that are one, two, three, or four, odds are they're not going to run across somebody who's gonna have that conversation with them, nor do they have the capacity to understand it. Right. So they said the first age where you would have to have that conversation is really like those kindergartners because of school.
1: Hmm, that's true.
0: So that's that's what they these were the experts, the expert, the psychologist who wrote this stated that.
1: Okay. It says that uh, this Gilboa person recommends that parents keep their stories simple. These stories should reinforce parents' beliefs. Perhaps parents want their children to know that a bad man hurt people. Maybe parents want their children to know that someone with a serious illness felt angry and hurt people. I don't know. That scares me to tell somebody that young. I, yeah. Like, I'm afraid that, you know, I'm putting something unnecessary and negative in their head at that age. Mm-hmm. I but, understand. But I worry about everything also, so. Uh,
0: no, I understand what you're saying. And the fact that t- in today's day and age, this is a conversation that we have to have yeah. with kids that age That's just sad. sucks the life out of me and makes me very. After this last shooting, we were traveling out of L.A. and it happened, you know, several miles west of where we were. Uh, I looked at my husband and I was like, I just want to run away today. I want to grab our kids and I want to run as far away as we can. And I want to just hold up somewhere because I can't do deal with reality at this moment in time. But they basically are just saying if somebody can come in contact with your kid and has an opinion on this and will talk to them, you should be the one. Who is there to deliver answers? Because we have no control over what other people say to our kids. So is this after or before? Yes. Oh, after I understand. That's what they're saying. They're okay, after, yeah.
1: okay, 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 okay. They're I understand after
0: that. one of those, after an issue happens, what do you do? Because I, I do have older kids in this in this grouping that we have here, and my kids have come home and said so and so said something about the shooting okay. the other day, and so then you're having a conversation about it. So what they're saying is if that happens before they go off to school again, have a conversation with them about it. The problem I'm having is we're doing it every week. Right. You know, like this sucks. It sucks. Um, so elementary school children, it says parents need to decide the takeaway message. Children in this age group will ask many more and, uh, very more, many more intense questions and parents need to decide how much they actually want to share. They basically say, uh, can you balance out the good and the bad and find some sort of a positive? So like there were heroes mm. at this last shooting in California. There were under, uh, there were um, off duty police who were in the bar during this shooting and they shielded people. Wow they actually became human shields and kept a group of of uh, women who were in the bar behind them so they want you to talk about the heroes in that right. situation say there were a lot of good people who who di- worked as hard as they could to keep other people safe so they say focus on the heroes when it comes to that age group right and that's that's up to what elementary is probably up to 10 11 yeah. years old yeah fifth Great. grade yeah
1: i like that focusing on the heroes part of it Mm -hmm. tweens i think are gonna tweens and teens are probably in my opinion the most important in this situation Mm -hmm. because mental health is so huge and this is right around the age where you start to notice and feel differently. You know what I mean? You can process feelings. So if you're feeling anxious or depressed, um, it's going to become more evident at this age, which, so I love that it says, listen to their feelings and start um, by asking if they've heard about it. And if they have listen to their feelings about it, if they haven't heard about it, um, it gives you an opportunity to share your beliefs while gaining better insight into what they're thinking about it.
0: Exactly. And I think we can learn a lot from the Parkland shooting, because those teens have literally now gone and created a, uh, a tour to go around the country voting, uh, getting 18-year-olds to register to vote. So they are literally going city by city and registering people to vote and saying, hey, if you want to have a say uh, in uh, common sense gun law, Go vote. Use your voice. And right. so they, those teenagers are looking for solutions and taking taking steps towards that. And they're looking for you know they're looking for answers and they're making an impact. So I think it's important to use them as an example for teens that are out there and say, hey, you know, let what what can we do to help make it safer for you, right? And and what actions can can we can we actually go and, and put in place? Because I think a lot of this. And I know this is a super heavy topic for, for the podcast, but it's one that we deal with mm-hmm. every single day. I think we have to really focus on how we can make change. And I think we have to just be honest with our kids, but it's heavy to be a parent today in 2018. Mm-hmm. Super heavy. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. I said to my mom the other day, I said, you know, I, I'm kind of mad that you got to parent in the eighties. Like, it's really tough to be a parent in 2018. It's scary.
1: Yeah. I mean, you have all this information in your pocket. And it's conflicting information and you don't know what's right and what's wrong and what you should do, what you shouldn't do. Everybody's telling you different things, you know, and now you're getting these news stories with photos and behind the scenes videos of the actual shootings and things like that. I mean, delivered right to your face and kids can have access to this too. So there's no hiding from it. So I think it's good that they have these things in place to talk to them about it.
0: Ex- yeah, I mean I I I think the first video that I ever saw of somebody recording was at this at the parkland shooting where these kids were recording in the classrooms mm. and you could hear the, the gun going off and I was just like I can't, I can't this is too much man like I have to sit down and talk to my instead of a bedtime story that night I was talking to my kids about what to do in an active shooter situation and how you have to like steps you have to take in order to stay alive if somebody comes onto your campus with a gun really like, that blew my mind away that that's where we were that's that's where we were in parenting at that moment in time and I just I lost it wow. I lost it and and so I think the only thing that we can do is continue to have open conversations with our kids, be vigilant about keeping them safe as best we can. Because once again, we can only control what we can control. Control is an illusion. Mm-hmm. It's an illusion. Yep. So we have to do what we can. And I know that schools across the country are taking measures and steps. Our kids' schools, um, you can't even get in anymore. Oh. I
1: know! Same with um, Aubrey School. If you want to pick her up, the kids are behind a gate, you have to bring a little card in, like a debit-looking card, and give it to the people. They take it, bring it back, and then um, bring your kid out to you. And in parent pickup, you have to have this certain color thing hanging from your mirror, or you can't do it. So, like, if the grandparents want to pick her up or something, I have to literally meet up with them beforehand to give them this card or this placard right. thing
0: right so they are they are taking precautionary steps which is fantastic i think it's sad that this is where we are but they're everybody's trying to make steps towards making it safer but you can't even go into like when i have to when i have to take a kid in late there's a buzzer you have to buzz they take your picture through a camera then they'll buzz you in and that just gets you to the front of the school everything else is still locked down And then they'll accept you or your student once your driver's license has been swiped and they give you a sticker with your face on it that says why you're here. Wow. So they are making steps to Mm -hmm. make this safer, but it still makes me sad, you know, that this is what what we're parenting in. But we also have no other choice. Right. So you have to do what you have to do, as cliche as it sounds. No,
1: and that's what's tough is none of, you know, you're not equipped normally to deal with this. So you have to kind of figure out. Out as you go as a parent.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't know how people become equipped.
1: I think you just like take your kids and bring them to a secret island and just keep them safe forever. That's what I want to do.
0: I did see that Drake's Island is for sale for $8 million. That's it? That's it. I saw that somewhere online. They were talking about a pr- private private islands that were for sale. And I'm thinking to myself, who has enough money to buy a private island? Drake. Well, Drake I think is the name of the island, but Drake probably could. Oh, <laughs> it's not Drake's island. <laughs> no, I think it's like Drake's, like Drake's is the name of the island. Oh my gosh. I don't think it's like Drake's, the singer's island. I thought that's what you meant. I don't think so. Fact check that for me, husband. Because, because <laughs> I don't think it is. I but literally I could be wrong.
1: thought you meant he's selling his island. I thought I... that's what it
0: was too. But then I was like, oh no, I think it's just called Drake's. That's so funny. But that could. But I'm, but I'm wrong a lot. I'm just gonna let you know that if
1: I did have. A ridiculous amount of money I would absolutely
0: Buy an island? Buy buy an island Oh
1: Without a doubt
0: Would you let other people Come to your island?
1: If I mean if they're invited They have to have a little placard Yeah To hang on their boat And a card Yeah And I have to verify it Agreed Named
2: after Sir Francis Drake I
0: didn't I thought so Sir Francis Drake Not Drake The, the R&B Delightful singer Okay Rapper. Oh, pirates! I didn't think about
1: pirates. Pirates. I'd have an electric fence. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know
0: how well, we can just go to the next segment. Okay, perfect. Let's go to the next segment. What what else are we talking about today?
1: So today in parenting crap, the mental load of motherhood. <laughs> what is the mental load of motherhood? The invisible workload women carry in the household. Mental load is something that women experience when they bear the burden of household chores. Um, It's the white noise that's constantly playing in the background, even when you try to relax and get some rest, the never ending to do list running through the minds of mostly (laughs) all of us uh, that no one seems to care about or be aware of other than you.
0: Yes. And the mental load is real. (sighs) Like, I don't think it could be more real if you ask me.
1: It physically hurts my brain. It is the things that don't occur to other people. So whereas my husband walks into the living room and sits on the couch, I walk into the living room and I'm like, oh my gosh, Caden's sock is on the floor. I got to go put that in the laundry room. Crap, the laundry room. I never switched the clothes over. Clothes, what are they going to wear to school tomorrow? It's like that book, You Give a Mouse a Cookie. It's literally like that's what motherhood feels like. To me, my mind never stops racing, ever,
0: never, ever, ever, and and that leads to physical exhaustion. Mm. The mental exhaustion leads to physical exhaustion, and then because you're physically tired, you don't get X, Y, and Z done. Then you just beat yourself up and go through this washing machine of guilt, like just this constant, just like bang, bang, bang. But you know, like and and the worst is when I'm laying in bed at night. And I'm worrying about all of the things that have to happen tomorrow. Right. That it's like, I can't physically do it now. Right. But I, but I'm, but I'm obsessing about it because tomorrow I'm going to have to do it. Right. And then tomorrow I'm going to obsess about the 9 million other things that have to happen throughout the day. And my husband gets super perturbed with me because he's like, why are you, why are you worrying about something that you can't even do right now? Right. Right. And I don't know why I do that. Well,
1: I, uh, we do it to ourselves. Like, honestly, if you think about it, truthfully, we do it to ourselves. And I think about that all the time, how I, I could fix the problem if I kept a notebook by the bed and every time a thought popped into my head of something I had to do, I just wrote it down. Or, um, if I practiced understanding that the house is not going to explode if the dishes are still in the sink, but it's like, I beat myself up because when I go to bed, having not completed the things I need to complete, it makes me feel like a failure.
0: I, you know what is, is, is I'll fill you in on a secret about how bad the mental load is in my brain. And I know we do this to ourselves when I'm in the middle of a chore or a task, I will not stop to give myself a bathroom break until I've finished it because I don't deserve the bathroom break until I'm done with the chore. Like it gets intense in my head sometimes when I'm like trying to plow through something. It's like I can fold the rest of this and switch that and get those dishes done. And then I'm allowed to have a bathroom break. Really? Then, and only then, may I urinate. I'm the opposite. I'm afraid to have a bathroom break because
1: I just don't think I'll ever come back to the chore (laughs) once I sit down. I'm like, there's no coming back. I can't. So I always try to finish it.
0: Yeah, no, no, I I could see that side of it, but no, I just, I'm like literally in my own head, like, no, 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 I, you got it, you know, you didn't, you didn't even earn it. You've earned nothing.
1: Yeah. And I know we're not alone in this and that's the thing. Um, Some people are probably better at handling it than others somehow, maybe heavily medicated something.
0: I think, I think, well, I'm currently medicated for my anxiety. Yeah, same, Um, but I mean,
1: I'm still anxious. I
0: am. I am. I should probably be taking more. No. This was the first, <laughs> no. You well, this was the first dose. Like this was the first, this 60 days was the first go. Right. And I'm, I have only like three pills left. So I have to call them like mm-hmm. today. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. Um, but I, I am wondering if I don't have to go up a notch just because I'm feeling like right where we were when we started. Well, so I could I tell you what they'll say, but what will they say? They'll
1: probably tell you to give it time. Um, because it takes a while for the pistons in your brain to start shooting properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the because I wanted the addict in me was like, OK, this isn't working I need more. And they made me wait. Um, but I don't know if uh, in my head, I'm like, OK, more medication would make motherhood easier. It would make life easier. But realistically, like, will it ever get to will medicine be able to fix that part? Completely. That's
0: a really good point. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm absolutely going to have the conversation with my doctor. And obviously, they're the doctor I'm not. Yeah. And so I'll be cool with it either which way. But I definitely was hoping for a much faster fix. <laughs>
1: right. Aren't we all? Right. Though?
0: Right. Right. Like, but I, I take this pill and then I'm just calm as a cucumber and I don't care about anything. Right. And-, and that's not the case whatsoever. It's, but it's been, but it has, it has given me the time to, to, pause and say, okay, right. What has to happen right this minute. And my husband has actually been trying to help me with that by when he sees me, because when I get worked up, I don't know about you, but when I get worked up, something that I do is I start, I repeat over and over again, I get in a loop. And so I repeat all of the things that have to happen. I just say them over and I get stuck in a loop and I just go, I go, okay, well, well tomorrow, tomorrow we have we have to email this person and then I'll go off to the next thing. And I'm like, do remember tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow? And I actually get fidgety and I, tomorrow we have to, and it's, it's a, it's just this awful loop. And I'm in the loop until I complete that process. So the worst is when something is like seven days away and I'm starting a loop. But like, if I'm that nervous or that agitated yeah, and that's why I, I don't make I, plans, I drive him nuts. I drive my husband nuts because I get stuck in that loop.
1: I would like to hear from somebody yes who yes. maybe either like found a way to combat that invisible workload that we carry like um like what they do because I know that I can't stop it myself and I have tried somebody said Orbeez. that's hilarious cuz I use those um I
0: don't know what this Orbeez
1: is. It's their water beads. Oh, yes, I do. And I just put my hands in them and they calm me. But um, I have also found, um, you know, talking to my husband about what I need. um, He's always the voice of reason, though. He's like, calm down. It's fine. And I'm like,
3: no, it's not fine. It's never
0: going to be fine
1: again. Don't tell me to calm down. You need to calm up. You need to (laughs) calm in to this with me. Um, so if anybody wants to call in and either share their experience or what, what kind of caller should we take? Sing us a song.
0: <laughs> I think we definitely need somebody to call in who can tell us what their number one go to, to combat the mental load is. So like when you feel it coming on, do you have, and does, does something trigger in your, and you say, okay, I can talk myself down by doing X, Y, or Z. Cause I think that would be helpful to everybody.
1: It does it go away at what age of child does it go away once they move out? Are you done with the, Oh, I never even thought of that. Cause you have teenagers and you still, ex- I mean, you have younger kids as well, but like, for example, if it was just your teenager, would it still be that way? Do you think?
0: I think maybe empty nesters is maybe when it starts to kind of ease off, but really but- that's a far time away. no, You think it gets worse? My husband is saying it probably gets worse because your kids aren't home with you anymore, so you're worrying all the time. Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) This
1: is not good. We are entering the pit of despair. Wait a minute. (laughs) I don't know, but I don't know because I've talked to moms who are like, yes, life is good. I, I have, two I've gotten months. back to me. I'm living my life. My kids are off doing their things yeah. like the, the word. I want
0: to believe that.
1: Yeah. That's what I want to believe too. But I also know how much I love those nuggets and, um, your little chickens, my little chicken nuggets. I love them so much. Okay. We have a caller. Ooh. These yeah. are my people. Bethany from Oklahoma. Hi friend.
3: Hello, Tiffany.
1: Hello. How are you?
3: Hello, Meredith. I'm fine. Hi. Hi. Oh,
1: she said nice to you. I mean, She said hi. nice
0: to me? <laughs> hi. hi. Well, she's from Oklahoma. She has manners.
3: Words
0: uh, <laughs> are so hard
3: today, Bethany.
0: You have two kids. What's up?
3: Well, uh, we're still talking about the anxiety and the worrying, right? Yes, Correct?
1: girl. Forever, it sounds like.
3: <laughs> okay. So the best way, I mean, I have a general anxiety disorder, just for everybody to know. Yes. <laughs> and same. Uh, I struggle with that daily and I am yeah. medicated, but I have to take things five minutes at a time. And sometimes I allow myself a few hours at a time because I have like Meredith does.
1: Mm. So what does that look like taking five minutes or hours at a time?
3: Sometimes I even have to write down what I'm allowed to worry about for the next hour. I'll
1: wow.
3: The rest of the day. And if it's yesterday's business, that's, me obsessing over something. If it's tomorrow's business, that's me worrying about something. Now, I mean, if it's bills or something like that, yeah, I need to keep that in mind.
1: <laughs> oh, I like that.
3: So, but if you're I obsessing
1: allow- about something, because it, it already happened, so now you're just obsessing about it. And if it hasn't happened yet, you're worrying, which is unnecessary. Right. So focusing on the
0: present.
3: Right. And with kids, I do like that's that. very difficult.
0: This was really good advice, though. You're right. Um uh, yeah. So it's, I like, I like what you're saying. I do No, I, I'm just being honest here. Cause that's, that's my, that's my bag. That's the bag of tricks I have is my honesty. I am worried already that if I went to write these things down, that my Hi. list would be 20 miles long because Hi. because I would just be like, "Well, no, no. I can worry about the 2018 election to, or the or the 2020 election today because it's um, you know, it's it's only 2018. I have 2 years to obsess about this." So, I don't know how I'd get myself uh, into a good enough space to give myself that just list of today. Cuz but- my today, my list of things to do all right. has like crap on it from that goes through Sunday already. And today's Monday
1: uh, on my list. <laughs>
3: Do you I know what like, I'm saying?
0: That's why I don't commit to
1: things that far in advance.
3: Oh, I'm the Sunday's very far. not committing to things because the day will come and I will be in bed and I will decide. Mm. Yep.
1: That's exactly how I am. <laughs> um, maybe once you saw it down on a piece of paper, the things that you are allowed to worry about, it wouldn't seem that important. You know what I'm saying? Maybe once you wrote it down and took a look at to it. I'm willing try. Yeah. Well, <laughs> awesome. That's really good advice, uh, Bethany. Thank you so much. And thanks for being a part of the group.
0: I, I really did appreciate that. Thank you for that call. Thank you. i you. My, my husband's going to make me do this now. Thank you. <laughs> Have an awesome day. Thanks. Bye.
1: Mm-hmm. Bye. So I like that. I like that. Five minutes at a time. I do like that. It's just, it's it feels like there's a movie on repeat in my head and the movie called all the crap you are never going to accomplish in your lifetime.
0: And all of the things that you previously did that you should be embarrassed or ashamed about <laughs> and your chronic living hell yeah. that walks with you day in and day out. I think what it boils
1: down to is we are, we are so hard on ourselves all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. and it's unnecessary. It's not like somebody else is following us around, you know, barking out about the things we aren't doing. So why are we doing it to ourselves? You know,
0: I just feel like we were taught from a very early age that, um, women have to be everything to everyone all of the time. And when we can't, a little piece of us gets just kind of chipped away Hmm. and we don't give ourselves any breaks because we're worried that nobody else will give us any breaks and then we will fail. Hmm. So I think it's very hard to unlearn that lesson. Do you think social media has anything to do with it?
1: Like a ton. Yeah. Yeah. Like comparing.
0: Well, which is why my entire spiel, my entire thing is being filter free. I don't agree with like I'm unapologetically raw and this is exactly what you get. Because I have nothing else to offer up for you. And I don't want somebody to come at me and be like, well, you did this today and that tomorrow. Like, I'm not going to ride a wave just because it's what's, uh, trending right now. Like me personally, I'm not, I'm not into that. So I just don't. And this is, and if you don't like it, that's fine. This is just not the space for you. And, and so, and I want other women to know that that's okay too. Yeah. Like, just be exactly who you are. Like, isn't it exhausting to try to be somebody else? Mm -hmm. I can't do that. Yeah. I'm exhausted just from being the crap hole that is me. Like, (laughs) I can't, I don't have that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, if we're being honest, I don't. And you're the same way. Like, and, and you're, you know, your, your peeps in here absolutely know that. But like, sometimes when you meet somebody offline who you only knew them online, they are nothing Nothing like you, like they were online. Well, that's what I say all the time. It's like
1: people online are showing you, it's like a movie trailer. Yeah. It shows you the best, most exciting and wonderful parts to get you interested. Right. But there's a whole other movie there with a whole bunch of other parts that you don't see initially, you know? So it's just like that on social media. They're showing you the best parts and they leave out the parts where they look like swamp donkey.
0: Yeah. But that's the other thing too. Like sometimes I'll get so I'll get so aggravated when I'm watching a movie and like the 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 woman just woke up and she's like running to go and do something or whatever <laughs> and she's in full hair and makeup. Yeah. And it's like first of all, who the hell goes to bed like that? Second of all, who the hell wakes up looking like that? Like, you got some flaws in here. Like, no woman goes to bed with her fake eyelashes on mm. and wakes up looking like she's ready to walk the walk the catwalk. Like, that's not real life.
1: I always make sure to point that out to my husband, too. <laughs> I'm like, just so you know, that's not real, honey. Okay, women don't really look like that in the morning. They look like me. So don't get your hopes up.
0: Right. Well, like, I, we actually, Eric and I were traveling for some event or something I was doing, and we shared a hotel room. And so he rolled over in the morning and looked at me and he went, Oh my gosh. And I said, what? And he goes, this is what you look like in the morning. And I'm like, this is what every woman looks like in the morning. And he's like, do something about it. Aren't you going to fix it? And I was like, fix it. This is what I look like. And he's like, Oh, that's a hot mess. It's a hot damn shame. And I was like, Eric. And he's like, I just, I've never, Oh, for the love Dave.
1: What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have that effect.
0: Ah. But anyway, the point the point of the story is no, you know, 99.9% of the women do not look like that when they wake up or leave the house or go do things. And I think that sometimes that can be a really rough message to share on social media. Um, not saying you can't get dressed up and look beautiful and take a selfie. Like, absolutely. Go Thank and do you. that. You know, but that's not everybody you know, that's not everything. Like there are so many other things that
1: we are, right. We got, we went off just now. Like we started off talking about a mental load and now we're like, screw perfect women. (laughs) We'll light them all on fire.
0: Well, I just don't think perfection exists. And I think that trying to strive or attain that is a losing battle. Agreed. So for me, it's just like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Good.
1: So what can we take away from this? What,
0: what, be gentle with ourselves. Calm the F down. I, I really like what the last caller said, which is you got to take it five minutes at a time because it can be extremely overwhelming, especially if you're a person like us where you're stuck in a loop mm. until the task is either completed or y- whatever. You know, like mm. I'm a loop person. Right. And I feel terrible because my husband suffers as a result of me being a loop person because I try to stop. Mm -hmm. I just have not been capable of successful of doing it yet. All right. So I think it's time. Be gentle with ourselves. I like the way you said that.
1: Yeah. And, you know, cross your fingers till they leave the house. (laughs) Um, speaking of your husband, Mm. love and marriage section is brought to you by Meredith and Tiffany, because we are both spectacular wives. Meredith, I think you should take this one because you made a video about this, didn't you? I did. So today we're talking about the man cold.
0: Yeah, and we are.
1: why guys react differently to colds.
0: Well, so here's the thing about the man cold. And this is, I made this video back in 2016. And the story behind the video, because a lot of times when people stop me out in public or whatever, and they're like, oh my God you're that mom from Facebook that made that video about the man cold. Oh my God. That was the best video ever. And then my husband will be with me and they're like, that video was about you. And they Mm -hmm. point at my husband. Right. But the reason I made that video is because we literally both had the exact cold. Like he actually, I think got me sick, right? Like he had it first and then I got the cold like a day or so later and he was laying down, whimpering, crying, just couldn't do anything. I was doing dishes. I was folding laundry. I was vacuuming. I was making a meal. And he just kept calling me into the room. And he was like, can I get some orange juice? And will you take my temperature again? And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like we have the exact same cold. Why are you dying? And I'm doing all of the things, right? And so in the middle of that exact argument, I looked at him and I said, get out of the way. I'm making a video. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I'm making a video. Stop it. So I literally did. And the tissue that's in my hand, I was snotting into while making this video. I made that video and it just, it went insanely crazy.
1: That Apparently a lot of people could relate to it.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. So then about, I want to say just under a year later after that video came out, there was a bunch of research done on why the man cold is a real thing. And in fact, men suffer much worse than women because women have estrogen, more estrogen than men, which can combat the symptoms of a cold, which I think is total bullshit Shiitake mushrooms. Do you know what's so interesting? Hmm. I
1: feel that the opposite is true in my house.
0: Oh, are you guys opposite?
1: Yes. Dr- Drew, my husband, when he's sick, like you would never even know. He's just very stoic about it, I guess. And he, he doesn't whine and complain. When I'm sick, the world ends.
0: <laughs> I am okay.
1: such a baby <laughs> and I want all of the love. And it's like, I'm not kidding. If I get a cough, I'm like, babe, I got to take that. I got to sit this one out today. Okay. Honey, I'll be in the room. I can't take care of the kids. I can't do anything. Like I'm the worst when I'm sick. Yeah. And I, I, I guess it's just me apparently. Cause like, your video went super viral. I was like, dang. All right. Well,
0: but I think, I, I think absolutely personality has a lot to play in when you're sick. Right. Like right. some people just, you don't feel good. So you, you it's, like you need to check out, like I need to be done. Like I, I totally understand that, but sometimes I just, and I'm pretty sure men did this study that found Mm -hmm. that women are women, uh, uh, are just not as sick because of all the estrogen because I call BS on that I believe all men did this study and all of those men are liebaggers. and I think I think sometimes it's like just buck up man like I don't care that you have the sniffles we all have things we need to do Ugh. or the best is when like as a mom you're in the bathroom puking all over the place because everybody's got the stomach flu right and so you're puking all over the place and kids are still coming in like mom are we gonna eat are we gonna have dinner mm. and it's like get the hell out I'm puking all over the Floor. do you really want me to cook your meal right and it's like well but you know dad's watching tv are you gonna cook something and it's like no no i'm not gonna cook anything i need you to go away from me at all times while i'm vomiting into the toilet that's so funny but yeah but my husband will say he's not a baby when he's sick ask him right now
1: are you a baby when
0: you're sick
2: not even a little bit not even and a little he's bit
0: a lo- we have confirmed lies on today's podcast
1: i get
2: scratched by a which is nail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I... Okay, tell your story. Okay, thank you. I've been waiting please, this whole show. Please, please, please. Um, I got scratched by a ghost in the middle of the night last night. Um, I'm not sure why it picked me, but I woke up this morning with a very mysterious injury on my hand. Um, and it is it is like a combination of rug burn and ghost nails. So I'm going to have to did, set up some paranormal video camera LED ultraviolet cameras in my room did, tonight.
0: Did the ghost come in and rub carpet on your hand? Like what What are we doing here? When
1: ghosts move really fast, it, it creates like- a burn. Thank you. Really? So it probably flew past me and then was like, wait a <whistles> minute. <whistles> I got to go back for a little scratch. That's w- probably what it sounded like. I wish the people listening could see it because... It's legitimate.
0: I, I would like to interject here and let everyone know that this is, in fact, not an injury. Tis. It is not. You are being ridiculous. <laughs> but I agree with you. Ghosts exist. I, I just don't think that they're scratching people. They but maybe- do
1: when they're angry. I somehow made them angry. I'm not sure what exactly I did, but it, Google it.
0: Google ghost scratches. Yeah.
1: And you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I feel so silly. Tiffany was right.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you really think that I'm going to say Look, that? Do you think it's crazy how it's, you can't see it, but now you can? Disappears. There it is. What kind of scratch
0: does that? Do you see? Gone. There. Gone. I can't, I, we can't spend any more time on this. <laughs> I can't let this continue to happen. This is not okay. See what I mean, though? I, Seems legit. Like, <laughs> get out of
1: here. Seems legit. When I get hurt, I get hurt and I'm out for the count. If I stub my toe or go to the hospital, I don't care what you're doing. That's where we're oh, going. Oh
0: my gosh. Well, okay. I'll give you half. I'll give you 50% of this story. Cause I in fact do believe in ghosts. Like I am not even going to say that I don't like, I'm scared to death of ghosts. Yeah. Cause you can't like fight them. No. Or they'll shoot just, them. They'll just fly through you yeah. and make that noise. That's what's weird
1: is you can't touch them, but sometimes they can throw things around your house. Yeah. So
0: we should we're gonna have to do a whole show <gasps> on ghosts. I would
1: love to and aliens. I would really love to Those do two, that. Huh? That has nothing to do with motherhood, but we could find a way. We could talk about pregnant aliens.
0: We hmm.
1: you know what I mean? We could talk about um
0: this one got away from us. God. Monday. Monday. Recording an episode on a Monday seems to get away from the the true reason that we're doing these podcasts. But at some point you will hear a podcast about pregnant aliens. I so. would
1: Oh, it would be the best day of my life.
0: All right, that's fine. Ghost the, Hunters Mom edition. Exactly. Stay tuned. We'll make it happen. I I'm not kidding when I tell you that I because I am a sarcastic a hole, but I totally believe in ghosts. Like I'm siding with you. I'm what makes you so confident?
1: Have you seen one?
0: I have. And and I'm not about to piss off an evil spirit. Right. Believe you. I know you're it's cool. Like I'm not inviting that in. Right. <laughs>
1: There's they'll scratch you.
0: Get me some holy water and a priest. We're blessing the house. <laughs> not a joke. All right.
1: Okay, so anyway.
0: So yeah, so man colds exist. The study is a pregnant. sham. Alien. Okay. Pregnant aliens <laughs> are real. <laughs> Uh, But I do totally believe that any man who um, is is such a wimp in a in a situation, um, any man that is such a wimp in a situation um, when it comes down to a cold, it's like I question your ability to do other things. Listen, so I would like
1: to take a caller Mm, mm. to see if what it's like. Okay, I want to know if anybody's like me. Are they the baby when they're sick or is their man a little baby back? beep
0: baby back ribs yeah the McRib is back Ew! my husband loves a good McRib
1: my disgusting
0: mm. do you like fish filet
1: yeah you would
0: you would I, you just got judged by Tiffany based <laughs> on your McDonald's order oh you like a filet fish gross do any
1: do, does anybody baby their husband when he's sick
0: Oh, that's a good question, too. Let's take a caller, somebody who's like, No, no, honey, I'm sure that you are so sick that you cannot get up to get the mail today or take out the trash. Or help me with the dinner or the kids. And I will now bring you orange juice and Tylenol and rub uh, your feet. Somebody out there has to exist. That's I think that's so sweet. And it brings Ugh. me back to my childhood when
1: my mom used to take care of me. That's what I want when I'm sick. I want somebody to take care of me because I'm always taking care of everybody else. Uh, so this is my one time to shine.
0: But see, I don't... Your one time to shine? <laughs> But see, I don't I don't get babied when I'm sick, so I kind of just am like, screw it. Just get out of my way, and I'll do all of the things like I always do anyway.
1: But would you want to be babied if you had a choice? No,
0: don't touch me. Get away from <gasps> me. I don't want any of that nonsense. Get out of here. Oh, my gosh. I'm a terrible You're person. You're a cold-hearted snake. I am cold-hearted snake. I can't believe you wouldn't want to be
1: babied. That's so surprising No,
0: I'm not a fan. I just don't. I just don't like it. And I have to have surgery. I have to have surgery Wednesday. My uterus is getting evicted and I'm already like, we should have a going away party for the uterus. Yeah. What do you do with a go- going away party for your uterus? Confetti poppers, cake
1: in the shape of a uterus. Right. Sorry. Go ahead with your story.
0: No, I, that was pretty much it. Like I'm just, I already don't want to be laid up for <sighs> a week and a half. I, do. I don't even want it. Like I'm like, ah, I'm so annoyed. I, I, I
1: Maybe there's something wrong with me, but I would love to be no. laid up for a week and a half. Maybe not in pain because pain pills aren't an option for me, so I just have to suffer. I,
0: I really don't take pain pills. They make me nauseous and because of the surgery I had years back, I do not have the ability to properly vomit.
1: Um what?
0: So, okay, so I had this tumor. Yes. That was removed from my esophagus. When they took it out, they removed a large chunk of my esophagus, so they had to kind of Patch it back together into my stomach. Wait, I'm making a point. And so I don't have the, the thrusting ability like to shoot the vomit out. So watch. I'll show you how I puke, okay? I go like this. And then I spit. Okay. Thank
1: you for that. It looks
0: like a cat vomiting up a hairball.
1: Literally never going to get that image out of my head. Oh, we have a caller. Please, God. Okay. Janiel hi how are you
2: i'm good how are you guys
1: i'm good this is Janelle from utah oh i Love bet you're her. having beautiful weather in
0: utah
2: we are having beautiful weather there's a I tiny bit of snow on the ground just very tiny bit but it's I knew it and sunny skies gosh
0: Magical. darn it
2: utah yeah, is a delight.
0: <laughs> all right what do you got for us
2: Well, uh, I was just, and this is kind of not exactly what you guys were asking or saying, but I've just learned that you have to kind of be a whiner as a mom or else you are expected to keep moving. So Mm, for me, I'm like, if I don't say, leave me alone, I'm really, really sick. (laughs) And I'm expected to still do the carpool, do this, do that, everything and uh, the guys get away with it, the kids get away with it because they can sit there and not do anything. But if we, sometimes we have to do that. Sometimes we have to say, "Hey, I'm really sick, so stop bugging me or whatever." Right. So I feel like get out of my room. Do that. And my mom, I remember her saying, "The minute you get dressed." Then you're back to doing the same thing. So don't get dressed until you're ready to actually start doing the same stuff. <laughs> Ooh,
1: you,
2: that's all of that
0: is true. Every I never season. get dressed,
1: and I still have to do things.
0: <laughs> oh no! Well. I, I meant the part about like owning your complaints. Be, otherwise, you are forced to do everything. Like yeah, I right. agree with you in that respect. I mean, you
2: pretty much are expected regardless because you're the mom. But if you don't kind of stand up for yourself and say, "Hey, I really can't." then you are going to continue to do everything and kind of, you have to kind of pretend sometimes that you're a little sicker than you are, or else they continue on with their, you know, expectations. And (laughs) right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. My friend also said her mom told her don't ever mow the lawn because that'll be your job for the rest of your life. So
3: (laughs) I really, and
2: gave that up a long time ago because I didn't know that that was the rule. But I can see how that applies to like this. Whereas if you don't, if you finish, you put on your clothes, you're back to normal. Or, you know, there's all these expectations that sometimes you have to just say, I'm done. You know, give me a right. break. <laughs> right.
0: I agree. And I took the, I took the lawn as well.
2: Yeah. You took same. it.
0: Yeah.
1: The work
3: and, yeah. I do all that. I but... took the lawn.
1: On a side note, uh, my stepdad told me that if I mowed the lawn, he would pay for me to go to Adventure Island with my friends. And when I was mowing, I fell in the sewer and I scraped my leg up and had to go to the hospital and couldn't go to Adventure Island. Oh,
0: so that no. was the one time Neither. and then never again?
1: Never touched it again.
0: Well, good right. for that you. Sounds, that yeah. sounds like a severe injury, not as not as, as intense as a ghost bite or scratch. Scratch. Sorry, but yes. she She's oh. so
1: convinced that it's a bite. She keeps saying that the, the, the ghost teeth did this.
0: It kind of looks like teeth, but
1: all right. Anyway, thank you for calling <laughs> Janelle.
0: Alright. Have See a you great guys. day. Thank have you. Have a great
1: day. Bye. Bye. Oh, we dipped.
0: Yeah, dip. And watch me and nay, nay. Oh, hey, that's a different that's song. That's no grandma. <laughs> Alright. Well, it's all fun and games until your husband gets sick and then you have to call in the nursing brigade. B- 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 brigade? Brigade. Mondays are the worst. Literally. Literally, do you know? Actually, I prefer Mondays, um, in life because having kids, the weekends are always just filled with kid crap. <laughs> and so when they go back to school, I'm actually super psyched that it's Monday because they're gone at school again. Right, 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 you know right. What I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, no, I hear you. Like we weekended like nobody's business this past weekend with gymnastics and and soccer and friends coming over and crap, crap, crap everywhere. Yeah, like so it's kind of like pooped. your weekend right. So I'm saying Monday is like, oh yeah, Monday. But then it's like it's Monday and it smacks you in the face.
1: Yeah, I'm so, I wish I could take a nap, but there's so many kids I have to like watch. Ugh. Right. I really do. I fa- Ugh, I want a nap so bad. I can't. My kid's school gets out in like 35 minutes and it's an hour drive and
0: You know that clock is actually 1:20, not <gasps> 2:20. You swear? Yes. Oh we didn't gosh! set it. Oh my gosh. I've been so anxious this whole time. <laughs> I was, only, I wasn't gonna tell you because I keep, you kept looking at it. I'm like, she
1: thinks it's 220. Jerk <laughs> face! You're letting me suffer in silence. I'm like sweating, and I'm
0: just like, uh huh, uh huh. Okay. I did. All right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry not sorry. That's so freeing. I yeah. feel like we could just
1: have a sleepover now. I can breathe.
0: Well, you still can't nap, but it's all right. Oh, sorry, sorry. All right. So yeah. So where can we find you on socials? Um, you could find me at jugglingthejenkins.com. Oh, and if you uh, want to call in and and uh, on a normal day that's not a crap shoot like this one was, <laughs> you you can always go in and check us out at the filter-free uh parenting community that we have, uh formerly known as That's an Appropriate Parents, it is now being rebranded to Filter-Free Parents because we truly believe in the message of being filter-free at all times.
1: Oh, yes g- agreed with you
0: you yawned in the middle of my spiel oh i'm sorry you're dead to me <laughs> all right my phone's dying yes but you can find me over at that's an yes and
1: i already said juggling the jenkins um thank you guys so much for being here with us
0: I
2: hit a thousand reviews. oh that's right oh give us your reviews yeah we I, love reading
0: them where can they put the reviews at Any place you download it. So right on the website on that's dot com forward slash podcast uh, on iTunes, Google Play Music. Join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish show hosted by two struggling moms who who have no no idea what we're we're doing. doing.
1: Ah, Sorry.
0: That was (laughs) so classy.
1: I'm going to go take a nap.
0: I can always count on you in a pinch
1: pinch <laughs> in a pinch okay you are literally a grandma today <laughs> i could count on you in a pinch little whippersnapper <laughs> oh my gosh all well. right anyway love you guys Bye. bye, bye.